We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sal Capaccio and Joe DiBiase here on the Extra Point Show as we're into the bye week for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm officially saying it is the bye week because, you know. Well, it has been since Monday. It has been. Well, like, Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday. But the week of football starts tonight. Yeah. So the Bills now are officially on the bye week. They will not, you know, play again until next Sunday against the Chiefs in Kansas City again. Again. For the 17th year in a row. If the Bills win. Will they finally put this game in Buffalo next year? I actually don't know how the scheduling is going to work with that. I think maybe we're getting close to Kansas City coming back. Like, I hope so because... I think a lot of it actually depends if they lose the division. That's true, which, I mean, at this point, it's kind of a given. It's it, it Yeah, it does feel like a given. Unless, unless you're thinking like I am. You want to be the overly optimist. I don't know. I don't it's, not say, blind opti- it's not it's blind not, optimism, though. It's, no, it's, it's, I, I actually think they could win out. I think they can, too. I just feel like I'm 90% sure they won't because they just this is what they do. Listen, I am fully prepared. Like I, I am not going to sit here and say, like, if, if, they, if they don't win out, I'm going to be shocked because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be shocked if they, if they don't win out. Like, if they lose to the Cowboys – or if they lose to the Chiefs or the Dolphins or whoever. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, th- there's that's wild. There's no way that could have that should have happened. No, mm-hmm. th- there's definitely a, a world where that should happen. But I just feel like there's I, I just feel like there's a good chance that won't happen. I like, it's I'm, just it, it's frustrating with me it, like at this point. I haven't really been able to give my thoughts, I guess, on the Bills last few weeks and and really just the disaster that was the end of the Philadelphia game. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to talk about the 59-yard field goal by Jake Elliott. That's a phenomenal kick that you can't really like base it off oh, of he's going to make dude, that. Dude, I thought, I thought it was hooking and it was going to go wide right. I was It was a knuckleball oof. of a kick. It was yeah, insane. It, it curved probably like 20 yards in the air yeah. from well, left to right. Where I'm more frustrated by is kind of the fact that McDermott, the Bills, whatever, they got scared again. At the end of a game, they decided to play for overtime instead of going for a win. And in overtime especially, and that's the thing, the rule change that happened following 13 seconds is only meant for the playoffs. It is not a, a regular season thing. Right. So if they lost that coin flip and Hertz went right down the field like he did and scored a touchdown, yeah, the Bills lose and you had 20 seconds and a timeout to do something about it. Right. Well, I mean, I was talking about that a little bit yesterday where it's like, 
yes, you can sit there and say McDermott didn't or McDermott did trust Allen to go out there and do it in overtime, but you also trusted that Allen would get the ball on a coin flip. Like it's Which, not like a, there's no way you could have right. assumed that. Like it wasn't a given that Allen was going to get the ball first in overtime. Mm-hmm. And you had the ball with 20 seconds to go. You had the chance to just do what you were going to do in overtime just really quick at the end of the game. You didn't even need to get all the way down the field. You needed to get 40 yards. You had a timeout. You did it last year. I get it in a dome. But so you, what? But you did it last year against Detroit. And you also saw all game. Yeah, let's the not passing act like, game was fine. Exactly. Let's not act like, you know, Allen threw the ball 20 times. It was a torrential downpour. Allen, what, threw the ball 51 times? The Bills had almost 100 plays on offense. And half of them were Allen yeah. throwing the ball. So you the other half trusted of them, him enough throughout the game to do it. And the other half of them were running the ball. Mm-hmm. He had, what, was it Was it two rushing touchdowns or just one? Uh, two. Two. So you don't need him to have a rushing touchdown, obviously. But, like, you you had the opportunity to go down the field and just get in field goal range. Yep. And, yes, I know, Tyler Bass has had a rough year. But the more you go I'd to like him. I'd like a shot at it, though. Right. And the more you'd go to him. The more you tr- the more you show you trust him, and the more that brings his confidence back up. Now, if he keeps missing, then it's okay. Well, well th- th- then we're having a different conversation, right? But the but you don't know because yeah. he didn't try. But the conversation <laughs> is now it's on McDermott again, having a cowardly mindset, having a fear of losing instead of a you know kind of an, a, a, a progressive idea of just go out and go win. And like that's the thing. If if they drove down the field and Tyler Bass missed a field goal, the conversation is entirely different. It is again the Bills players keep shooting themselves in the foot. They're not mm-hmm. getting it done. They should be getting it done. What is going? Like, I, I guess it could be taken back to McDermott of is this team a a a, a, a well coached team? I guess, but it's not on McDermott still being scared to just go for a win, and it, it, and that's where I'm frustrated. It does feel like. The Bills coaching staff going into this year did not treat Allen as a quarterback that he is. They treat mm-hmm. him as a quarterback that they wanted, which is be a game manager, don't turn the ball over, we're going to score just enough points, our defense is going to win the game, we're going to be fine. When in reality, due to injuries as well, the Bills offense should be, let's go out and score 35 plus yeah. every single week because and- we need to and because we have a guy under center who can do that. And in crucial moments, and Ross Tucker brought this up with, with Shopin' the Bulldog on Tuesday, the Eagles knew they were going to win. They had Jalen Hurts. They had their offensive identity. They were going to go drive down the field and go win the game. The Bills, who have a guy who is better than Hurts, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. they went, 20 seconds only timeout? Can't do that. Can't do that. You're in kind of a, a must-win scenario. Even though they're an NFC team, yes, you need that kind of game to catapult the rest of the season, and they played scared. In a season that is seemingly falling out of your hands, they played scared. Not because of the players. Allen and the offense, finally these last two weeks with Joe Brady in, are clicking. They were over 500 yards of total offense. I think I saw a stat that the last two weeks they're averaging 33 points and well over 400 yards of total offense. Allen looks incredible these last two weeks. Fantastic. And then McDermott kind of gets in the way. And and this is my frustration and why I kind of made a joke at the end of, of uh, Joe's show here. Of, you know, Bobby Slowick, future real head coach. Because th- th- that identity needs to change. It needs to change. Or you're not going to ever get yourself over the the Kansas cities of the world. Baltimore now is really starting to figure it out. And they look to be a threat now for the rest of time, it feels like. 
Cincinnati's going to get Burrow back next year. Maybe they'll start off slow again, but they're going to get him back next year. Herbert's going to get a new head coach. That, I hope so. that feels almost definitive. I just want him to get a better head, a better head coach just so that the Chargers can start, mm-hmm. you know, not charging and beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So and I'm, have someone else win that division. Yep. And so that's going to happen. You're already seeing, you know, Jacksonville is now winning games. Mm-hmm. Like, just consistently they're winning games. Yeah. And we were kind of joking about it, but C.J. Stroud in his rookie year looks incredible and has sort of revived that Houston franchise, which seemed dead in the water. Right. Now he seems to be, you know, that guy. And he's a rookie this year. If you're going to continue to have this sort of mindset of just don't lose instead of let's go win, right? this yeah. is not just going to be a one-off year thing. No, it's going to be a recurring thing. Where some years you're super healthy and you make the playoffs because other teams got hurt. Or it's because you know, Allen is your quarterback. Or you have years like this where they can't win close games. They're still fumbling against really bad teams. And then that's a big thing for me that is that is lingered. It's not just the Eagles game. No, that's a game that you expect to lose. In the oh, I, I wouldn't have okay, that game. Not, not yeah. expect, but that's a game where in the beginning of the year you're looking at the schedule and you say, okay, we can lose that one. That one, yeah. yeah you looked at it and went, that one might be a loss. Yeah, but you can't look at New York. With and, Zach Wilson at quarterback. And New England and say, yeah, no, that we can lose those. Those will be losses. You can't. Nope. Like, you really can't. Jacksonville, you can with, with the way they are now, it's, it's you know, hey, they're top of the AFC. Well, Jacksonville, I remember even at the time when the schedule came out, people were like, all right, that one might be a drop just because they're going to London right. and and all that stuff. To and be it could have been a problem. That was obviously that was the beginning of, like, their issues. Mm-hmm. But towards the end of that game, they looked like themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's how it was during that whole stretch between the Jacksonville game and the Denver game. The whole thing was – they're not looking like the Buffalo Bills of 2022 or 2021 mm-hmm. where they're dominating games. Sure, they had the moments where they were dominating, but they didn't have the all-game dominance. Yeah, I mean, I, like, you know. You didn't see Allen looking confident. Like you said before, they were trying to make him a game manager. They were trying to slow it we down. Had, or it to, looked like they yeah, were. We got it to a certain point where, and rightfully, because McDermott kind of just outright said it, but we had callers calling in, like, is he having fun anymore? No, I and McDermott on one of his press conferences went, "We want him to have fun again." Yeah, it's a, what are we doing here? Right? Why are we acting like he is Kyle Orton? <laughs> and it's like, guys, just don't, please, God, don't turn the ball over. No, go in the football game. Right. He is an MVP caliber quarterback, and who has not been able to either be the one seed or the MVP. I think a lot of it due to coaching. Why are we losing these games against the Jets and the Patriots? Who The Patriots are going to finally, they're going to do something the Bills drought years can never do, which is be so bad, you're a top two pick and you can go get the best quarterback. The drought years never got that bad, Josh. They never got that bad. Right. One year they did, even, they picked fourth and they got Marcel Darius. That was it. Even drafting Allen. Even Allen. They like, made the playoffs. They had to sell everything and trade up to go get him. Yeah, right. Like, it's not like you're, you know, it's not like Allen was the second overall pick. Like, no, he was seventh, but they had to trade up to get there. They had to right. trade up twice. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I I just I don't understand. Like you have the like you have the proof that it's there. Mm-hmm. Yes, Allen has stupid turnovers. He has bad turnovers. Absolutely. In the Philadelphia game, you could look at that as a bad turnover. But I you rolled could, my eyes at the pick. I rolled my eyes. You could also look at it as Diggs was double teamed. Diggs has had moments this year where he's broken free from those double teams and made great catches mm-hmm. and great plays. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins game sticks out to me where he caught it, spun off of a tackle, and ran 55 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. But 
That was in perfect conditions. It was in a sunny day in Buffalo, not in a rainy evening game in the cold in Philadelphia. There's one thing there. Mm -hmm. The other thing there is Allen's getting forceful. You know, he's forcing the ball to Diggs again. You could look at the the hero ball mindset. At that specific moment, you can look at that. And you can also look at the bigger picture there. Diggs wasn't having a great game. He wasn't having a normal Stephon Diggs game. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple factors going into that interception, but none of them are, you know, like monumental, oh, my God, here we go again. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's, yeah. it's hey, you you tried to make a play. It didn't work out. But you move forward, and then the next drive you scored. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's not like you make these – it's not like he's making these plays and these interceptions. And he has before, but it's not like he's making these interceptions and then crumbling and imploding and mm-hmm. having a meltdown and throwing more and fumbling or going three and out. Like, we've seen that this year at times, yes, but – the last I think a lot two... of that, though, was the mindset the team had with, with Allen, which right. is like following the Jets game. The Jets game is one of Allen's worst games of his, of his professional career. The first career. one. The first one, yes. Where, you know, against Zach Wilson, basically was don't turn the ball over, and he decided, but what, what if we do turn the ball over? What if we did, and what, 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 what would yeah. happen if we did that? And so I think the team, though, I think Ken Dorsey, I think Sean McDermott, I think Brandon Bean as well, because he's talked about it. Mm-hmm. I think it became a mindset of just, no, we, we cannot do that ever. And it really limited the abilities he has. You saw it early in the year of he had wide open lanes to just do, just go run. You're yeah. a gazelle. Like, right. go run. Yeah. And he wouldn't. And he would hesitate. And then maybe he'd throw it away or maybe he'd throw it into double coverage. We're like, oh, what do you, just go run. Yeah. And now you're starting to see when it's Brady and kind of when the team has been put into a position of you just have to go win games, mm-hmm. they've allowed him to just go do it and he's doing it. We've seen Allen when he is just allowed to play. Of course, the 2021 playoffs is what comes to mind. He is right. it, it, historic in that run against both the Patriots and the Chiefs. But you've also seen it in some of these other primetime games when they've just let him be the wild stallion he is. He annihilates teams. Well, Up you, until this year, Allen in prime time was basically a for sure. He's going to light him up. They might not win, but he's going to light him up. Right, and and to be fair, if like I said this yesterday, if you take away the the 20 seconds and everything like that, that was an that was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a great. Like game. even if you know, let's say Jake Elliott kicks that field goal and the and the Eagles win it right there. It's not to tie it; it's to win it. Yeah, it's still a fantastic game. Yeah, Allen and the offense looked great. The defense had its moments. They intercepted it and they fumbled, mm-hmm. forced a fumble. Like there was no reason you can sit there and say that was a bad loss, except for what happened from twenty seconds left in the game forward, I just, which I is think, insane. I will I will tell you though. Because, like, you're right. Like, it was a great game. I'm just, as a fan, as someone that covers this team, I'm sick of losing the, the great games. Right. Or or, or, or the, even even going a step further, the games of the year. I'm right. sick of being well, on the losing side and, of those things for seemingly the same reasons. Yeah, and that takes me to the next point where you, you brought up the Detroit game last year. Mm-hmm. You look at how Allen took the ball and ran down the field and, you know. It was and, like, a, one play. Yeah, and obviously it was a field goal, but, like, you won the game. That's what matters. You won the game. Yep. When the def- when the offense has been put in that position to go win the game, I don't think they've ever faltered. It, it feels like, like for the most part, Allen. It, it it seems like multiple times in his career has gone to the bench with the lead after scoring and still loses the game and right. never sees the field again. And that's and that's where you look at that record of one score games where they're seventeen and seventeen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny that it's his number too. But anyway, um, it's you probably look at the seventeen losses, and I bet. I, I, I got to look at the stats for it, but I bet you that 
at least 12 of them are probably on the defense. Yeah, where it's just like he left the field with the lead. I mean, just but this allowing year. any time on the on the clock essentially seems like the Bills' defensive structure, and and that's the thing too. I don't even necessarily blame the players. It really it's a constant fear of like any big play, mm-hmm. but you give up yards like they're hotcakes. Right, it's insanity. I mean, look at just this year. You have the Philadelphia loss, which mm-hmm. you know just happened. Offense, offense went out and got points in overtime. Yep, like you needed them to. And then you lose. You look at Denver. Your offense was rolling the Broncos, and then you Turn collapse. And then 12 men on the field for yeah. a missed kick, which is spectacular. You look at New England. Defense falls apart with 12 seconds to go. Sure, the offense got back out on the field. And yes, I know, the Chiefs did it in 13 seconds, but... The Bills couldn't get there in twenty. The, the offense couldn't get there in twelve seconds. Well, I think for but, that, I think that too. Like they didn't even have any timeouts. It was kind of like right. as, as close to a final play of the game as you could get. Right. It was literally like you have two chances, mm-hmm. maybe. So and, right there, there's three, and and you could even say Jacksonville as well, mm-hmm. because your offense starts marching down the field at the end of the game, scores points that you need, but your defense can't get them the ball back. And it, it there's four losses right there where if and 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 the Jets won too. Five. There's five losses. Yeah, Jets, this... the Jets say also lose in overtime because of a punt return. Right. But the five of six losses this year, because Cincinnati wasn't a one-score game, five of six losses this year have been the offense did what it was supposed to do and the defense fell apart. That's kind of a story with this team pretty regularly. And, and I guess, like, overall, this entire first segment is not just for us to complain about the Bills, but it is sort of like, so where do we go from here? We're, right. we're, we're now rightfully back into the same conversation of can the Bills win one-score games? And that's... Kind of. Half, fi- the, half the time they can, They're 50-50. Yep. They're 50-50. It is a and, coin flip. <laughs> and that should not be a thing with Allen as your quarterback. No. Because he's proven multiple times to be clutch enough or good enough to score to take a lead. The team itself or the coaching or whatever it is kind of falls apart towards the end. Let's take some calls here, though, before we take our first time out. Let's go to Ray and Clarence. Ray, how are we doing this morning? Hey, guys. I haven't had my chance to talk about 20 seconds this week, but... You know, let me let me say two things. One, that Black Friday game, I love the idea of the Black Friday football game, but I wonder if it hurt football. And the reason why I say that is because at the end of the half, when Boyle threw that interception and they returned it for a touchdown, I thought, oh, no, now even more so teams are going to be kneeling it at the half or whatever because this is why you don't do it. I wonder if that had any influence on McDermott's decision for potential bad stuff. And that's one thing that's been on my mm-hmm. mind. And the other thing is, you know, if, if slippery weather conditions, he was saying with, with 20 seconds left, you know what, why not just kneel down in the second quarter with, 13, with uh, 12 minutes left if you're on your own 20-yard line? I mean, what's, what's the difference? I know the ramifications are for, you know, potential loss at the end, but it's still slippery conditions. It's still time on the clock. Why not waste your, you know, first and 10 at your own 12 and kneel it and punt it because of slippery condition? Or just punt it away if that's how you feel. I I, mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. But I just want to know what you guys think. Absolutely right. Thanks for the call. Uh, on on that first point, just with, with the Black Friday game, I actually didn't get to watch it. I was working. I didn't have any access to Amazon Prime. So, like, in the middle of it, I'm, I'm only hearing about all the plays that are going on. Uh, uh, Sal had joined uh, uh, Shopin' the Bulldog as well, so like all three of them are talking about it. That's how I was finding out all of the chaos at the end of the first half. With that being said, it's Tim Boyle. If Tim Boyle throwing a pick six at the end of the half affected anyone's mindset about going for it, you should be fired. It's Tim Boyle. 
His college stats are a disaster. He is best known in the NFL just being a really nice guy that holds the clipboard real well. That's it. And being Aaron Rodgers' friend in Green Bay. That's I think, it. I think you and I could get more. It's like that old question of— i got if, a noodle arm. I can't. There's well, not a chance. But you got to get it five yards. Oh, okay. I can probably like If do you that. can get a five-yard slant route to, to Garrett Wilson— I got Moxie. I can do that. You're better than, you're better than Tim Boyle. It's just—it's it, like, like, I, I, I would be— I would be infuriated if I found out, not even just the Bills coach, if any coach saw that kind of run of plays there in the Black Friday game mm-hmm. and decided, ooh, all right, maybe maybe we should think about more of uh, kneeling and just take it to the second half. Because the, the whole idea of you know deferring to start the game and all that stuff is the idea of, of double dipping, of getting a touchdown or a field goal at the end of the half and then coming back right away and getting the ball. It's effectively a turnover on the other team for you to have another possession that quickly. I would be insane about that. I just oh that would that would frustrate me to absolutely no end. Well there's so there's one thing that the caller kind of brought up there that jogged my memory to a week ago. Not the Eagles game, the Jets game. There was 45 seconds left in the first half. And the Bills are marching down the field and you know, they just send it. Allen throws an interception, the half ends. Yep. It's an arm punt. Is that a factor in this 20 seconds? Better not be. I I just I have to wonder because the Bills were on their own 47-yard line with two seconds to go. Mm-hmm. It was first and 10, so it's not like, you know, you're – it's – if you miss – Yeah. Well, I mean, there's two seconds to go, so it doesn't really matter. But the Bills had no timeouts. And they had 45 seconds to go down the field. And they, you know, marched down the field. Well, not marched down the field, really. Mm -hmm. They only went about 17 yards. But the Jets actually used all three of their timeouts here to to do this, to to, to maybe get the ball back. And the Bills, you know, go for it. Fire it down the field, intercepted. What's the difference between that and this? You actually had a timeout in this scenario. Well, but it, and you it's, were, it's it's kind of the same idea, and then and to the caller's other point too of you know why not just kneel down? Like if we're so worried about conditions, then why are we even playing this game? You know, with the twenty seconds left, kind of deal. Right. It's the same thing. You already had Allen in those conditions throw the ball fifty one times, mm-hmm. or or up. At, I think to that point he had like forty five throws or whatever. Yeah, because he didn't have that many in overtime. But to that point, y- y- you didn't care that much because you had him keep throwing the ball, and that's that is where I continue to have this this feeling with nerd of it's a the strategy is just not to lose, not to go win. Right. And that is going to cost you more games than it won't because these offensive-minded coaches, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles coach, I'm here to win ball games. I'm here to win football games. I'm here to mm-hmm. try to go to the Super Bowl, not try not to lose. I'm here to win. I trust my quarterback. I trust my receivers. I trust my offensive line who did not have a good game. Like, it, like if we're really worried about conditions and, like, I think McDermott also brought up, like, you know, all their defensive line was really coming after them and all that stuff, the Eagles should have been worried about that. Because Lane Johnson was out and Leonard Floyd was having a field day for, for three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. Right. They should have been worried and they weren't at all. And the Bills, who only got sacked one time, they seem to be absolutely terrified of it. we got to take our first time out here. George, Steve, stay on the line. And if you also want to join, uh, we have free lines all day today. 
803-0550 is the number. We're going to take a quick timeout, but Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sal Capaccio and Joe DiBiase here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thought about going for it just with their pass rushers and, you know, in 20 seconds, I just wanted to make sure. Really, I was trying to end the game a couple plays before. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott on his Zoom media with the Bill or with the Bills media on Monday, talking a little bit. Oh, it was post game, so yeah, it was his immediate thought of kind of what he was thinking about and everything like that. I just was trying to win the game before overtime by what icing the kicker like that's literally ever worked. What well, like in, in Josh, my mindset on, on icing, icing the kicker. I don't know about you in in, in your athletic um, life. If you give me more time to think about something, I'm going to calm myself down. Right. I'm not somebody and – and, and I don't want to say everyone's like me. I, I don't want to say that at all. But if you gave me more time to think about something, I'm going to relax, calm myself down. I'm not going to overthink it. And then you add in the fact that they're professional athletes Honest, who have done this for years. Honestly, I overthink a lot, so – it probably would work on me. It, yeah, it would work on you. <laughs> like, but, like, you see, you see professional athletes. Jake Elliott's a guy who owns, like, the longest kick ever for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Carson Wentz gave him his game check back in, like, 2017 because he won a game for them against Washington. Well, and He's their most clutch kicker ever. You think really, like, calling a timeout in a Week 13 game before he has to tie a game is going to make him go, like, oh, right, like oh, this what guy's, am I supposed to do? This guy's played in Super Bowls. It's insanity to me. Like, and and even on the broadcast, uh, Nansen Romo were saying like this guy has nerves of steel and like he's known around the league for having nerves of steel and not being affected by things like this. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, it's basic stuff. Like, and honestly, you gave them an advantage because they were rushing onto the field. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get a kickoff before time expired. Just sit and watch. Yeah, like, just let it play out. It's almost and like, if, and if they make it, cool. I've got two timeouts. Yeah, I have. Let's go drive down the field. And what did the what? Did, okay, I don't want to go back to it again. But what did the Chiefs do with two timeouts in thirteen seconds? They beat you. 
That should always well, linger in your mind. Well, they tied it, and then they beat you. But they're all, they ultimately <laughs> beat you. Yeah. That should always linger in your mind. Always should. Mm-hmm. Because that is your legacy at this current moment. And it's just it's and you did this last year against Detroit. You had two timeouts. Oh, but it was Detroit though. They're Who not cares? Good. You weren't even in no, you, no, no, you, no, 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 you no. weren't even in a must win situation. You were, I think, eight and three at the time or something like that. Like you just wanted another win. Just it it was continue keep the season going. Mm-hmm. We're winning. We're in the we're in the fight for the one seed. Keep it going. Yeah. This you're in like a kind of you gotta start putting together wins. And they just don't. All right, let's go back to the phones. And who's been waiting the longest? Let's go to George in Rochester. George, how are we doing this morning? Good. Good morning, gentlemen. I love your show. I listen every day. And after the game, I had to ice my hand because I punched the wall. Nice, but nice. Well, it's, it's, good. it's good to ice your hand afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you were asking earlier about uh, Brandon Bean being responsible, how much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's really that responsible for the losses that they have because he brings in good players. I don't recall anybody complaining when he brought in Von Miller and Steph Diggs, but it's just not, it's not his fault. The players get hurt and they're not on the field. He did bring them into the team. He did sign them to the roster. Yeah, George, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. So and as far as Sean, Sean McDermott, uh, he took a sinking ship. He plugged the holes and got the boat afloat again. But I think we've seen the best he can do for this team. It, it seems to me he doesn't know how to step on the throat of a team when they got him down. He doesn't have a killer instinct. And I'll take your response off the air. Thanks. George, thanks for the call. I I, I think that's 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 kind of how I've been feeling about it. Just taking the McDermott point right away, that's how I've been feeling about it. I'm putting it in different words than George, but my thing is you go to win, not, right. scared, not scared to lose. George is saying just Put your put you know the foot down on the throat of the team when you got them, and and, and people it. have been bringing that up though for years of this team. You know when they get a lead, they you know they take their foot off the gas, they pull back, teams claw their way back into it, and that's that has some credence to it. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is like I I do want this team, especially when they have a unicorn at quarterback, to put teams away. You know, looking back at that twenty twenty season. I think the pinnacle of that offense in terms of like just regular season, not like, oh, they got hot at the right time and like, oh my gosh, look at them, 2021 playoffs. The pinnacle to that 2020 season was the Denver Broncos game. And the joke Allen had to one of the officials of how many times do we have to score? Yep. That to me I is, is, about is that. Yeah. always what I think of when people say like how good this offense is or was, whatever, whatever how you want to say it. That to me was the pinnacle. When they got like a touchdown called back like three different times and they kept scoring. And it just it feels like they haven't really been that team, I'd even say, since 2020. Because 2021, for as much as we all kind of loved and hated the end of the season, mm-hmm. they were kind of in the same spot they're in now. Their only problem was they hadn't hurt themselves as much in the AFC. They were running away with the division, or at least it looked like they had a potential to run away with the division. Miami hadn't ascended to what they are. New England was still on the downturn, and the Jets have always and will always be the Jets. But... You don't have that luxury now. Miami has figured it out. They have a Wunderkind at or at, at head coach with Mike McDaniel, who say what you will about his fashion choices. Uh, he's a great offensive mind. He's funny, and I like him. I I, I hate he, saying it because he's the Dolphins. To. He's the Dolphins head coach. I've grown to dislike the Dolphins quite a lot. They were not our rivals when me and you were growing up. That was New England. I'll never like New England, but <laughs> I like Mike McDaniel. I think he's. I think yeah, he's funny. I enjoy listening to most of his press conferences, and he plays the game of football the way I want to watch it. 
And so it's just frustrating with where they're at. Now, in terms of on Brandon Bean, yeah, you, I, you wanted to jump in on yeah, this. Yeah, that's where I wanted to jump in because I'm I'm not on the train of blame Brandon Bean. Like, it's not – like, at the end of the day, he doesn't – he puts the team in the coach's hands. Coach has to figure out how to best put it on the field. You know, it's not his job to field the team. It's not his job to decide who starts, who sits. However, it is his job to decide who that team drafts and who that a team acquires mm-hmm. to start and sit. Yes, the Von Miller signing was great. The Stephon Diggs trade was insane. It was incredible. I will never, ever forget that moment when I found out the Bills traded for Stephon Diggs. It it was a turning point, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was influential to where they are now. It was coming off of a rough loss to Houston. Mm-hmm. Duke Williams had double-digit targets. You know, yeah. John Brown, who I think a lot of us were hoping was a one, clearly was not. And he reacted. And to be fair, look at the Von Miller signing. Right, that that's was him, a reaction. That was him reacting to the Kansas City loss. Now, now w- w- with Von Miller, I will say this because as as much as the caller did want to say, like, no, no one was mad about it at the time, he's absolutely right. I've taken enough calls and have listened to enough people who are not happy about that contract. Yeah. The that, problem is when you did that, I think we all knew at the time, that was you making a move. That might hurt you down the line because mm-hmm. he was older, but he was still productive. Oh no, it was it was a move that's always going to hurt you down the line because yep. of the because of the longevity of the contract and because of how much it is. It was a bad contract even from the start. Yeah, you're gonna get Hall of Famer Von Miller, you're gonna get those twelve and a half sacks or, or whatever it is, but if it only lasts you, one to two years, you're hurting. Right. You you have a small window, a very small window with him. Not with the team itself, but just with him. But to go back to Brandon Bean and everything, look at his last couple drafts. The drafts have been in, in, impeccable. Sure. Well, I, I, no one no one expected Terrell Bernard to basically no. be a Pro Bowl linebacker's first year starting. No, and, and yes, Kyer Elam has been shaky. James Cook looked iffy at the beginning. But look at everybody now. Christian Benford, Terrell Bernard, Khalil Shakir, James Cook. They're all factors on this team right now. Khalil Shakir recently as, as a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, he has looked great the past few games. And then look at this year's draft. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid Everything looks has advertised. special. Osiris Torrance. Osiris Torrance has been your starting right guard all year. Even Dorian Williams. Sp- spot guy, but ultimately it was you drafted him and Bernard for the for one of them, I think. This is just my opinion. To eventually overtake Tremaine Edmonds. Right. The more, when, when Edmonds left, one of those guys would be your starting middle linebacker. Yeah, and the more darts at the dartboard with yep. positions like that is is important. That's fine. But these last two drafts have been great. And even these last three, Greg Rousseau has been awesome. And Spencer Brown now, this year. He's working on it. You kind of saw that last year was an aberration of, all right, he's not that bad. He has bad moments, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But he's not that where we were all sitting there going, right tackle or we riot. Kind right. of deal. Yeah. I mean, it's not nearly that bad. Um, you know, it's it's kind of for the most part been those two. Uh, Demar Hamlin obviously has done great in in the spot moments where he's had to play, mm-hmm. um, but he has obviously been he's a backup safety. That's fine. That's right. no problem at all. He was a six round pick. That's but, fine. But the point the point I'm trying to make is is like it's not like, sure maybe Bean could have gone out and gotten more pieces, but the pieces he has gotten have been great. They're like, working. Leonard Floyd, that signing was awesome. The Puna Ford signing, I was excited about it. It hasn't really come to fruition. I'm kind of curious about that one. Yeah, in reality, the Leonard Floyd signing was the one that was the huge addition on defense. Puna Ford felt more important because of the position he played at D-tackle of being that three-tech that could just, you know, 
fill up a gap, allow Ed Oliver to, to feast a little bit more, where in, in turn it's actually been Floyd who has just been a sack machine. He yeah. has been unbelievable, and, really, since the word go. And honestly, I kind of thought that was going to be the, the case with the amount of talent the Bills have on their defensive line. Like, you can't guard everybody. It's just like mm-hmm. you can't have everybody on Stephon Diggs. Or you can't have everybody yeah. on. Like it's the same thing on. It's just on the other side of the ball. You can guard Von Miller and Greg Rousseau, and then oh look, mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd's coming at you. Yeah, like it's. I I think he's done a great job. I don't think any of this is really on him. Maybe you could say, oh, he should have gone out and gotten another wide receiver or something like that. Yeah, it, it does become like he should have gotten a wide receiver stuff like that. Or should, he, should, he shouldn't have drafted so much defense. Yeah. I think it's another big criticism. Should, that's should he his have way. gone for a, a free agent wide receiver in the offseason? Sure, but like, who are you going to get? Julio Jones. Well, especially like, with where you were at cap-wise and, and stuff like that. I, I, look, would I have liked them to go get DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. I, I did at the time, and I still do want that because I think Gabe Davis is limited. But now, looking at it, they're going to have 10 draft picks this year. Uh, with, with Tremaine Edmonds, him signing with the Bears, you'll get another one. I think right now they have nine. But you're going to have 10 of those draft picks. I would be stunned because I do think Gabe Davis is going to walk. I think someone like Carolina or Chicago is going to pay him mind-boggling amount of money to be their wide receiver you're going to get a wide receiver i think in rounds one or two i i would really be stunned if they didn't just for the sheer fact that that will be an absolute need this season once gabe davis i think inevitably walks just for the money you know do what you got to do man you were fourth round pick you were right. you were making right. pennies on the dollar kind of deal <laughs> yeah so you know do what he's got to do but ultimately I, I think beans put together a really really strong team for basically his entire tenure here i think my bigger issue has been coaching and how that team has been utilized on the field Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to John in Williamsville. John, how are we doing this morning? All right. I just want to say uh, Bob Miller's best thing was to get Leonard Floyd. That was his best play of the year. But anyways, I think he's played great. And I was just wondering if you think this is a bye week or a bye-bye week to the Bills against Kansas City. Mm -hmm. All right, John, thanks for the call. Uh, I, look, I think they can always beat Kansas City. They, inter- they, they they do not fear Arrowhead at all, and, no. and and they've always played some of their best games in Arrowhead. Kansas City is just a great team. On Von Miller, I feel like everyone is forgetting how great he was until he tore his ACL. Yeah. Uh, look, a- a- am I frustrated by his play? Yes, because he's basically a non-factor on the field. Even now that he's back, he has been really just kind of a guy. He's not really doing anything. But he was spectacular for the first half of last year. He was everything you paid for. And he was getting more out of guys like AJ Epinesa and Greg Rousseau. He was awesome. And then he tore his ACL. Injuries do happen. And when they signed that contract, I don't think they ever really thought, he's going to tear his ACL again. I think we should probably calm down on that. They thought maybe age would just get him or he'd pick yeah. up, you know, nicks and bruises here and there because he was older. I think he, if he didn't tear his ACL, we're sitting here going, like, how great of a, of a deal this was because he's been so good for us. Last year in 12 games played, he had 18 solo tackles. Eight sacks. Yeah. In 12 games. And a forced fumble. He was doing what Leonard Floyd is doing this year. It's just frustrated me because you you spend a ton of money on him. Right. But like we were saying theirs, they made that move to win the Super Bowl. Yes. They knew it could hurt them in the long run, and it was always kind of going to hurt them. But they made that move to go win a Super Bowl. I will never complain about a team who's already got the quarterback figured out making moves to go win a Super Bowl. I'll never complain about if it. If that move happens a year earlier, if he never goes to the Rams and just signs the Bills right out of Denver, the Bills win 13 seconds. There, there's an argument for that. I, I, there's I just, an argument I, for I that. I truly believe, because look at, the, obviously, you know. Well, remember, it's, it's, the Rams did trade for him midseason. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. No, I'm looking at it now. It, The numbers confuse me. Yeah, but they regardless, did sign in the offseason, but they traded for Regardless, let's him. say, okay, let's say 
the Rams don't trade for him. Let's say the Bills do, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So in eight games with the Rams that year, he had 23 tackles, 23 solo tackles, mm-hmm. and five sacks. Yeah. That's and and you you can't sit there and say that's not something that would have pushed that Bills defense over the edge in the playoffs. I think it absolutely could. Because like, look at look at what it did for the Rams. The Rams won the Super Bowl. That Rams that Rams Super Bowl run, by the way, was very weird. They yeah. had to come back in a lot of those games. They were not the best team in almost any of them, and they still figured it out. But, but that's the thing. A is, lot of it is luck too. Yes, and you also but you also you go out and you get. Oh, you Star make your own luck. Players. Yeah. You yeah. make your own luck. Don't if you go wrong. out and get players like Von Miller and just say, you know what? Here we go. This is we're going to do this mm-hmm. because we can. We have the talent. Yep. Then that's how you play. That's confidence. That's that's I don't know. It's just it, that's how you should go into every game. I think so. It doesn't matter who you're playing. I think you should so. go in with the mindset to win. And it feels like this team this year hasn't done that. Feels like for many years they have not done that. Yeah. Let's take one more call before we take our next time out. Steve in the Gulf Coast. Steve, good morning, my friend. How are we doing today? Hey, good morning, boys. First time caller. Uh, I'm a golf professional in uh, South Texas, and this is the first day I've ever been able to call where I got rained out of work. You guys are killing it this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, I just wanted to make two points, one about Vaughn and one about McDermott. Um you know, my whole thing with Vaughn, I still wanted them to go after an offensive player instead of defense. Just the way the league, um, you know, all the rules favor mm-hmm. offense. You're just your money's going to go farther spent there. But, you know, Vaughn's primary job, I think, was really to develop all these drafted uh, defensive players so they could get the most out of them. Besides that Vaughn is great, but, you know, they needed somebody in the trenches with the players just to, you know, to help them break out. And uh, with McDermott, I just have a hard time getting over that he is just a coach that trades, you know, yards for time in key situations where, you know, when when the moment is there, you know, like uh, you guys were talking about earlier, like he's not having a coach to step on the other team's throat. We just we just let them move up the field, and it's it's been that way, you know, since he's been here. I. I just I can't see them ever, ever really going all the way unless Josh Allen is able to just score forty points three games in a row in the playoffs. I just don't, you know, it's always going to come down to the defense having to make a stop, and we're we're going to invite somebody into the red zone, and then they're going to break a tackle. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all I wanted to say. Yep, Steve, thanks for the call. I that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think Allen has all the ability in the world to do that forty games in, in or forty points in three games. I think he mm-hmm. has all the talent in the world to do that. I think he's kind of shown he can. And he's also got the talent around him to do that. He's got Diggs. He's got Davis at times. Davis is last game he looked great. He looked like And then the other two he had basically non existent. Right. But, but Shakir's really showing out. Kincaid looks to be a guy that in two, three years could be considered one of the best tight ends in football. Also, real quick on Kincaid. Mm-hmm. The narrative of well, what if he can't block? gone get that out of here yeah he's not doing like, bad in he, that realm at all he looks fine in that realm yep. but but the the whole thing with McDermott with the end of the game stuff to to put a, a different look at it a different spin on it it's like at the end of a hockey game you're up by one the other team pulled their goalie and you're just sitting in your own zone and not 
trying to do anything. You're just waiting for time to run out. You're blocking shots. You're eating shots. You're not trying to get a face you're, off. You're, you're afraid. You're that just it, waiting. You're afraid that if you make a pass longer than five feet, they'll pick it off and score on you. Yes. You're afraid if you go up the ice, your guys are going to get tired and they're going to come back and have a two on one and, mm-hmm. and score and tie and, the game. And, and that's how that's how he's playing in these end game situations. And I think the caller's point's perfect too. Is if we're just giving up yards. Yeah. It's it's seemingly just give up yards to try to waste time, but you're, it's happening at eight, it, it will. Yeah. It feels like you're watching the same movie over and over and over again because it's how they play it every single time. Now, sometimes teams – look, the defense gets paid too and the offense gets paid too, and they're humans. So sometimes they make mistakes. Right, you can't have but if you But if you perfect. allow it to, to kind of be as easy as it is, you will lose more than you win. And in these one-score games, with a quarterback like Josh Allen, you shouldn't be 17-17 and 17 in one-score games. You just shouldn't. Let's take our next time out. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sal Capaccio and Jody Biasi here on the X Point Show. You're listening to WGR. Giveaway time. Be call number five to win a Miller Lite and Buffalo Bills ugly Christmas sweater with a matching winner hat courtesy of Miller Lite. Miller Lite, proud partner of the Buffalo Bills. It's Miller time. Must be 21 years or older to win. And that number two call is... 716-221-4WGR. That is, again, 716-221-4947. Going to take a quick timeout here as we, of course, have to pay the bills. We are a little bit late to the break. But there is a developing story we want to get to you after a quick timeout here. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, covering in for Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.